The president thought that she had insects in her head. They suggested that she be a proper African woman, respect men, and be quiet. They called her crazy woman. They called the members of her organization a bunch of divorces. On this week's episode, I bring to you the story of the first African woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize, as well as the first woman in East and Central Africa to become a doctor of philosophy, Wungurai Mutai of Kenya. I know this may sound weird, but would you permit me to spell her name? It's W-A-N-G-A-R-I. M-A-A-T-H-A-I You see, Wangurai's surname used to be M-A-T-H-A-I until 1979. In 1979, Wangurai and her husband Mwangi divorced. Mwangi accused his wife of adultery. However, in addition, it was said that he believed that his wife was too strong-minded for a woman and that he was unable to control her. After the divorce, Mwangi demanded that Wungurai stop using his surname. And instead of changing the name completely, Wungurai decided to add an extra A S M A A T H A I. Wungurai Mutai was an environmentalist, a politician, and a political activist. In the early 1960s, Mutai won a scholarship to study biology in a college in the United States of America. She proceeded for a master's in the University of Pittsburgh. In 1966, she returned to Kenya only to travel to Germany a year later in pursuit of a doctorate degree. She spent two years at the University of Giessen and the University of Munich before coming back to her home country to continue her studies along with the role as assistant lecturer. In 1971, Mutai bagged a doctorate in veterinary anatomy to become the first woman in East Africa to have a PhD. 1974, Mutai's husband contested for and won a seat in parliament. One of his campaign promises was the provision of jobs. To fulfill this promise, Mutai had to start EnviroCare Limited. The goal was to plant trees and in so doing, employ the locals. And even though the project would eventually fail, Mutai's role in issues that concerned the environment was getting noticed. In 1977, to mark the World Environment Day, she was part of the group that marched to the Kamukunji Park to plant trees in honor of historical community leaders. This action led to the formation of the Green Belt Movement, GBM. The GBM is a non-governmental organization whose mission is to mobilize community consciousness for self-determination, justice, equity, reduction of poverty and environmental conservation using trees as the entry point. In 1980, amidst controversy, Mutai became the chairperson of the National Council of Women of Kenya, a position she held for seven years. 1982, Mutai decided to contest for a seat in parliament. To be able to do so, she had to resign her position as lecturer. Unfortunately, after she had resigned, the court disqualified her from contesting. 
and when it was obvious that her political ambition has to be put on hold, Mutai requested her job back but she was denied and evicted from the university provided house. In 1985, the UN held its World Conference on Women in Nairobi, Kenya and the Green Belt Movement leveraged on this to increase visibility and much needed funding for its work so that a year later it had 45 representatives from 15 African countries. In the 1980s, Mutai's work began to clash more and more with the government, not just with regards to our environmental work but also because the Green Belt movement started carrying out pro-democracy activities. It was pushing for more freedom of expression and even registering voters for elections. In 1989, Mutai protested the plan of the government to erect a 60-story trust complex in Uhuru Park. She wrote a series of letters to the Kenya Times, the Office of the President, the Minister of Environment and Natural Resources, the Ministry of Public Works, even the British High Commissioner in Nairobi. In her own words, she remarked, When I see Uhuru Park, and contemplate its meaning, I feel compared to fight for it so that my grandchildren may share that dream and that joy of freedom as they one day walk there. Despite Mutai's letters and protests, the government commenced work on the proposed project. When Mutai took the case to court, it was thrown out. The government went as far as forcing Mutai and her organization to vacate their office. Despite all these antics of the government, Mutai won the battle as in the end the foreign investors that were supposed to provide capital for the project pulled out. But this would not be the last time Mutai and the government would be clashing on environmental issues. In 1998, Mutai led a protest against the government's plan to privatize large areas of public land in Karura Forest. On 8 January 1999, Mutai led a group of protesters, a few politicians, and international observers to the forest. Unfortunately, they were attacked and a number of them injured. This led to an international outcry as well as students' protests throughout Nairobi. The government was forced to ban all allocation of public land. Again, Mutai and our organization won. In 1992, Mutai was one of the pro-democracy activists arrested and charged with spreading malicious rumors, sedition, and treason. As a background to this, for 26 years, Kenya had been a single-party state. 29 December 1992 marked the first multi-party election in Kenya. In this election, the opposition failed to unite and the ruling party won the election. Five years later, in 1997, another election was conducted. In this election, Mutai ran for the parliament as well as the presidency, but lost. In 2002, she contested again, and this time around, she won under the National Rainbow Coalition. In January 2003, Mutai was appointed Assistant Minister for the Ministry of Environment and Natural Resources. 
2004, Wangurai Mutai's work was recognized in a big way. She was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, becoming the first African woman to receive the award, as well as the first environmentalist. This is the story of a strong woman from African descent. And this is what I have for you on today's episode of This is the Future. My name is Dayo Moyo. And until I come your way with another interesting interview with an African in our midweek episode, remain productive. <laughs>